Four Things to Avoid, Wednesday, February 14, 2024. So please tell me, why are we testing God by putting a burden on the disciples' necks, one that neither our fathers nor we have been able to carry? With that in mind, I choose not to burden those who are from the Gentiles with religious minutia when they are turning to God. Acts 15, 10, 19. This portion of Scripture narrates one of the most important moments in the brief history of the nascent movement of the Christian Church. Prior to this meeting in Jerusalem, the movement that Jesus launched and committed to his twelve apostles was nothing but a subset of the Jewish religion. They met in synagogues until they were personas non grata. Since the day that God wrote his law on two tablets of stone with his own finger, the children of Israel were the keepers of the law and the ordinances, entrusted to them by God himself. Moses was the patriarch and the chronicler par excellence of the law. For 1,400 plus years it had served the chosen people of God. It guided people to avoid the downfalls that corrupted so many other nations. The Pentateuch was clear and concise instruction provided to God's people to grow and prosper in all facets of life. History tells us that despite all the instruction and guidance from his prophets, his chosen ones wandered from the God laws and they corrupted themselves to the point of rebellion, leading to conquest and becoming subject to other nations. But now the time had come for God's vessel, that is Jesus, to become the only gateway to salvation and faith. The arch enemy failed, but the promised seed spoken of in the third chapter of the book of Genesis did not. God kept his covenant to Adam and Abraham and Jacob and Moses and David and Isaiah and Jeremiah and Daniel and Malachi and even the remnant. The seed brought to fruition the salvation that no one could secure other than the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. But the story does not end with death and despair. It blooms with the shed blood of the Lamb of God and then it explodes with the quiet scene of a stone bursting into light and life and love from the heart of God. The plan of salvation set in motion long before earthly time struck its first chord now blows the doors of salvation wide open. But the apostles chosen by God did not know it yet. The Christian church, the way as it was first called, was initially only a gathering of 120 believers until suddenly the Jewish lovers of God were filled with Holy Spirit power. Word spread among the Jewish throng. Then God spoke through an unchurched Gentile Roman centurion to a close-minded Jewish apostle of Jesus. His eyes were opened, and the centurion and his guests were baptized that very day. Peter, Paul, and Barnabas experienced eye-opening encounters with Gentiles seeking to know more about the gospel, and many believed. But the church was still a Jewish offshoot, with a growing flood of Gentiles adhering daily to the growing movement. Other men of passion but still entrenched in the law of Moses, threw down their gauntlet of Jewish laws and customs that placed the non-Jews in a delicate position. A decision needed to be made. This could be a deal-breaker for some, particularly those who placed all their eggs in the same basket of all the Torah. A small council of a few churches was called to meet in Jerusalem. There was discussion from both sides. Paul, Peter, and others spoke on this critical topic to be continued. Abba, what are the parallels between the early choices the church wrestled with and the ones we battle even today? Give us wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen.